Couchet and good afternoon. This is John Lasher from Partners in Health Sierra Leone. Today is Sunday, April 19th. There were five new cases announced today, bringing the total number of cases in the country up to 35. And I'm joined by Dr. Byler Berry. Um, he was in Kono for the last week. The government has asked us to get more involved in surveillance in the country and contact tracing. So Byler, can you tell us a little bit about these new cases, please? Um, we have now a total of um, 35 cases, five new cases, and uh, one of them is from Kenima, a contact of the previously um, infected lab tech. And then we have one new case from Tonkolili district, which is, a, which is new. And then we have uh, the rest of the, the three are from Western urban area. And so now we have two cases from Kenima, five from Putloko, one from Tonkolili, five from Western Area Rural, and 22 from Western Area Urban. So I know a lot of people are very concerned about the fast increase in cases. Two days ago, 11 new cases, or three days ago, 11 new cases. Yesterday, five cases. Um, what, what do you make of these new cases? Well, it's obvious that community transmission is occurring right now because um, <clears throat> it's obvious like this five, this new wave of cases, um, I think about five or six of them, that means the 15, the, the 11 and the five and four, we have about six of them who are basically either secondary contact or from the community, they don't know where, 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 they don't have a history of travel, they don't have a, a history of close contact to somebody that is positive. So obviously it's clear that um, it's, it's, it's community transmission is occurring in the country. And I think I applaud the government for wanting to take drastic steps in terms of surveillance and, and contact tracing, because I think, um, those are the, 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 the few steps that can, that can break the transmission chain. And can you talk a little bit about the contact tracing that PIH did in collaboration with the government during the Ebola response? And do you think that um, experience is going to help with contact tracing now? Sure. And I mean, it's fortunate that I was leading that effort to develop that strategy. And it's like, during Ebola, we all know there was a lot of stigma and people are taken to, 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 to centers with no communication back to their families. And also what we did was in Putloko and Kono district, we hired a lot of community health workers and deployed them in the community to do house-to-house -house screening. And while doing house-to-house -house screening, they're also like um, trying to identify sick people in the community in the homes and then called the surveillance teams. And then the surveillance teams will come, line list, their, line list their contacts or whatever. But the difference I think with doing Ebola in here is that doing Ebola, they will come and take the patients away and then quarantine the whole home, the whole house. And uh, now I don't think that's what they wanna do. They wanna make sure they take that patient 
and take him to a community isolation center. So doing Ebola, we deployed the community health workers to, we have three, le three levels of community health workers, the field community health workers, facility-based community health workers, and um, um, psychosocial um, community health workers. So the field builders do house to house, identify cases, call the surveillance team, and they take this patient to the facility. And then the facility, Based community health worker would communicate back to the community. Like every day, they will give report of what is happening to the patient, so that the family knows what is happening to their loved one. And then doing discharge, the psychosocial will go with the patient, and then like um, educate, use that opportunity to educate the whole community about stigma and all those things. So. Yeah, doing Ebola, that's the strategy. But now I think um, it's gonna change a little bit. It's like we wanna we wanna make community health workers maintain the same house-to-house -house screening and identifying of patients. But at, in this time, if they call the surveillance team, they will, they will, the surveillance team will come and then line list contacts of the patients, both primary and secondary contacts, and give the list to the community health workers who goes back and try and traces all this uh, all those contacts and <clears throat> trace all those contacts and then com communicate back to the to the surveillance teams what is happening and once a patient is identified and they screen if the patient is a suspect case they would remove that patient from the community and isolate the patient in a nice community isolation centers and like what we're doing in corner is like we're trying to talk to all the paramount chiefs to provide a house or a location where we can isolate this patient safely. And then if they took their test and their test comes back positive, then we can also like we go interview them and I investigate them to get more contacts and then do a lot of a lot more contact tracing. And then that patient would either be referred to Freetown if it's severely ill need like a ventilator or need oxygen and if they are like mild or asymptomatic cases they will be treated in the community in the community care centers how many contact tracers are working on the current 35 cases i don't know the exact number but i think uh it's about 100 and 100 or above 100 but I had a, I had that they're complaining that they're stretched out, that they're not enough com to con uh, contact tracers, and like they have a lot of cases to 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 to, to trace their contacts, and like they're stretched out. So I think this move would be a great move because like we're going ahead of the disease by deploying all those community talkers in the communities where even Corona has not been right now, just to make sure they continue doing education and like also screening patients and make sure we pick any patient that is, um, um, that is, that is a suspect and test them. I think if we do that, we'll, we'll definitely uh, break the transmission chain within the community. What advice would you give our team right now? So, in Connor, I think we're already planning to do that to train all the community health, all the, 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 the facilities and the clinicians in those facilities to be prepared and ready to receive patients and refer patients as, as required. And 
I think we should keep, we should make sure that that thing happen as quickly as possible. And already we've started training the community health workers and maybe by mid next week we'll finish that and deploy them. And we just have to make sure that we ensure that the facilities are prepared. Are you nervous? Uh, well, I'm not so nervous, but I'm kind of like worried about this this new role that uh, I mean, it's it's intense. I, I was just laying down like 30 minutes ago, just thinking about whatever everything that it would take to make sure this is successful. But I know I know that um, we have an a good vision, and I think if we we we, just, we should just ensure that it's implemented as we 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 plan it, and I'm sure it will be successful. What are some of the questions you were hearing from staff in Kono when you were there last week? Uh, well, the question ranges. Um, so one important question that I really and I, I think it's good that you ask is that people are asking, what about if we have one of our staff infected, what should we do? And I think um, Vicky also said that and saying that, we should think about a way that, or a house that we can say, okay, if we have a patient that is suspect or compromised, would be, would be isolated if it's test positive, and we can think about how to treat that patient. But that's the question around most of the people asking, like, what about we're coming to work as clinician, if we get infected, what, what are they going to do for us, and how are we going to be treated? So that's a question, and I think that's an important question. What do you think we should do? So Vicky and I just run through some ideas just like broadly, like saying that, okay, um, like we should consider one of the one of the guest houses in Freetown and move all the people, everyone into all the other guest houses. So that one guest house will remain if we have a suspect case that will isolate them in that guest house. And then for positive cases, we have Mata at 34. I know if we send a patient there, he's a staff, he, should, he will be well cared for as she's caring for all other patients. So I'm not worried about that treatment, but like we need to, we need to move fast to get a house that will isolate suspect cases for, Connor, any, for any of our staff that is suspect. Any final words? Uh, my final words to all the PIH family here and abroad is like, let's keep the faith. These are difficult times, but I'm sure we'll, we'll, we'll all fight it together and we'll overcome it. Sean, thanks. Thanks, Tyler. Thank you, John. Hello.